And I feel confident enough to know that if you did lose my trust, like if you did something to jeopardize our relationship, like that's mm -hmm. on you, mm -hmm. you know? Cause I know what I bring to the table. Hi. Hi everybody, I'm Eden. And I'm Jay. And welcome to Eden X Jay Unfiltered, the podcast where we have created a safe and sexy space to have unfiltered conversations. We might be the same sex, but we have different opinions. Welcome back and welcome to, again, Eden X Jay Unfiltered. If you haven't followed us on everything else, Eden X Jay, and that's like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, then go head over there. There are different things happening on different channels. Also, if you like what you're hearing, leave us a comment on our podcast mm -hmm. on Spotify and Apple, all the things so we can keep making these amazing episodes. Yeah. Plus, we just love to hear from you in general. And we're really excited because in this episode, we have a question and an email that we got and we want to make these more frequent and more regular. We So we're excited to have a bit of a Q&A today. Yeah, y'all are sending us questions. So so that's a, that's a plus. And the podcast is the perfect place to take it to where we can actually be unfiltered and have a bigger and longer conversation about everything. So we're excited to be jumping into that later yes. in the episode. But, but what's important is it's Lesbian Visibility Week. <laughs> yeah. Which means I can do whatever I want oh my for seven days <laughs> and Eden cannot complain or stop me. Who's complaining? I can eat ice cream at midnight. <laughs> I can go to sleep at 2 a.m. I can watch all my nerdy TV shows. That's very true. You have been milking the <laughs> Lesbian Visibility Week to, to a core. And I just wanted to say, and I, and I don't mean this at all in any offensive way, so please don't take this offensively at lesbians, but the <laughs> lesbian flag reminds me so much of Rainbow Sherbet ice cream. <laughs> and that is your That's my favorite ice cream. Your favorite That's ice cream. all I eat. I always order Rainbow Sherbet. And that person. Yeah, I feel like you're just lesbian to the core, inside, out, like even your ice cream flavor is lesbian. <laughs> In the words of Lady Gaga, I was just born this way. You really were. <laughs> I feel like, you know, if you were any flavored ice cream, you would be definitely Rainbow Sherbet. Yeah, but also I was doing some research and there was a cool fact that I learned today mm -hmm. about um, LGBT and why the L is in front of all the letters, Tell which me was more. something. I mean, I could, I mean, could be misquoting, but from what I read, was that basically like lesbians helped a lot in the eighties and nineties mm -hmm. during the AIDS, you know, crisis that was yeah. happening, and like nobody would touch the gay men or yeah. help them during the crisis, and lesbians stood up and really took ownership of that. Um, which is wild because before that they were they they still are I mean we still are underrepresented across yeah. the board but they were even more underrepresented and like kind of dismissed especially when it came to like gay men mm -hmm. so after the AIDS crisis we got our L and we got like our little <laughs> approved stamp you got your L but like L for winner not L for, for winner <laughs> yeah and I thought that was like a cool cool fact that is really cool I mean there's you know there's a huge history of. Mm -hmm you know, where we all stood in, you know, the LGBT community and, you know, the, the big fight, right? The bigger fight where it just made sense because we were bigger in numbers than, you mm -hmm. know, separating. It does feel a little bit more divided now yeah. nowadays. Um, I think we're, you know, pulling hairs in places that just don't need to be. But I would love to see a, a bit more unity, you know, coming coming forward. And, you know, Pride will be coming around the corner here soon. So that's something I definitely look forward to experiencing is just 
our whole community coming together mm-hmm. and celebrating. But I just would love to see it beyond, you know, June. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. But it is your week, my dear. And <laughs> I think you need to explain to the people why your hands are pink. I didn't think because, you were going to talk about that. <laughs> I know the podcast. Y'all can't see this. But if you're watching on YouTube... Jay's hands are pink. She did not murder a pink bunny. <laughs> they were more pink before we got here. I just, I've been scrubbing, scrubbing. so hard. They were like blood pink <laughs> earlier. I decided to you make. Have pink blood. <laughs> so I decided to make myself lesbian pride cookies um, in the colors of the lesbian flag, which is like orange, pink, purple, white. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize like how intense the whole process was going to be. But the cookies look phenomenal. My hands do not. Yeah. <laughs> and I came and saw you. I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> I was doing woo your boo. You're pink. Yeah. And like, they, yeah, I messed up my hands. That's okay. Yeah. You're super cute though. Just like you, again, you're just, you're just lesbian <laughs> to a core. Even your hands are lesbian colored. <laughs> you're really taking this lesbian visibility week thing very seriously. Yes. It's my week to shine, baby. But speaking of um, concerts and festivals, Preciosa Night's coming up. Oh, yeah, it is. And we've locked in some really cool artists. Like, I'm not allowed to say who is coming just yet, but some of these artists just performed at Coachella. So I'm really excited to get this going. And it's just, it's coming together, and I'm really pumped. And I think we're like, 80% 80% sure yeah. that uh, this, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be something out of this world. We're really, really trying to not only get big talent, but like big decorations and big artist opportunities. We're c- trying to work with um, other groups mm-hmm. and collaborating with, you know, bigger king reach and like drag queen reach. And we really want to make this feel like, Preciosa Fest. (laughs) And so we've been watching Coachella and like getting inspiration and like all these other festivals. Maybe we can get a Ferris wheel. Oh, that would be (laughs) so cool. If we could get a Ferris wheel, that would be amazing. I would feel like we can do anything at that point. (laughs) And change like all the colors, change city halls colors to rainbows and just do like really fun stuff that would be cool the sixth street bridge in la that would be cool to make it rainbow i'm putting it in the universe we're gonna work really really hard and we're gonna do all these crazy things i believe in us i feel like we could we could pull it off it's a little crazy but if we could pull off the ferris wheel i'd be damn impressed (laughs) yes simultaneously we've also been working on our preciosa night tour which Mm -hmm. is coming up we leave to new york on the 10th i believe we do. We're going to be in New York. Uh, yeah. We're super excited, but also super stressed because it's a lot of planning and we've never done Preciosa Night outside of LA. So we're hoping that New York comes through. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're on the East Coast, please grab a ticket, come and support the movement. It's going to be a fun night. And you don't just have to be in New York. We have a big crowd from Jersey True. that are coming. And DC. DC is coming. Chicago is coming. Florida is coming. I mean, I don't know what else they have going on down there. But it just feels like we have a really good East Coast like variety coming down. So if you're in any of these surrounding areas and you're gay and you want to have the most inclusive, fun, badass night with amazing and sweet people, 
come to Preciosa night on the East Coast. It's going to be a vibe. We, I really wanted to feel like we're kicking off Pride early mm -hmm. on the East Coast, and it's just going to be an experience for I sure. Agree. And yeah. then a week after that, it's like our one year anniversary. Back to LA. LA. <laughs> and that's wild. We're getting queer mariachi group. We're yes. getting an actual performance from Polio, who's one of our friends. And yeah, I'm really excited to have our first talent. Yeah. Like, we've never done that before. Like, we've we've had DJs. We've never had our first like talent booked. So it's gonna be really cool to like see them do their thing on stage and like sing and. Hopefully nobody else crowd surfs and, and don't get any ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and they're cuties, so. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. I think the crowd's going to go wild. Yep. I agree. I agree. Oh, no. Remember, like, one t the the burlesque dancer, how somebody threw legit their credit card on stage? They just <laughs> literally said, take my money. They threw their credit card. I would. I, I feel like people will throw their panties for oh, yeah. poor polios. Polios got it. <laughs> Or got it like that, I'm sure. Yeah. A thousand percent. So um, if you're looking for some eye candy and like a really great time, it's going to be such a vibe. And if you haven't checked out Polios on Spotify, go check them out. Their music is really rad. It's like hip hop and R&B. And but they also throw Latino flair in they there. They got some Latino flair. So it's like flair. Spanglish songs. Which yeah. Is really nice. like, I kind of want to say Polios is like a young Kehlani. Like that's what the vibe is. With a bit more reggaeton. Yeah, a little bit more reggaeton. But she's got, like, they've got love songs, too. Yeah, you know? they, they do. They just mean, like, R&B love songs. Oh, yeah. and It's like if Kehlani and Snow the Product made a baby. Polios. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I can get down with that. Music. If they made a musical baby, that would be them. Yeah, If y'all can sure. imagine that. For sure, for sure. Did you see any viral videos this week that you want to share with us? I feel like we have to do, like... Oh, what the heck happened on TikTok <laughs> this week <laughs> while well, we were looking at TikTok? And there was a viral video controversy that happened. And I know y'all probably have heard it a million times and maybe you're sick of it. But we're going to be talking about it here on Unfiltered because I, I feel like like just putting our two cents in on that. Not that any of y'all asked, but we're going to put it out anyways. <laughs> um, so basically what happened, there was a viral video of a girl named... Uh, Jackie, Jackie La Bonita. La Bonita. She's a Latina mm -hmm. influencer. Yeah, mm -hmm. and she was just doing her thing. The video was her sitting at an Astros game in Texas, and she had her camera up, and she was being cute. She was, you know, having her picture taken. She was taken. Her she, outfit looked nice. Fire. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I, I appreciate when people take pictures like that, and, you know, I am that person that, like, really does, like, enjoy seeing people just doing their thing and feeling themselves because it's just – such like great inspiration mm -hmm. and she was just she's just a naturally beautiful person and then there were these girls behind her that were trying to quote-unquote photobomb her and like flipping off the camera making fun of her and she did the video saying you know watch my confidence drop immediately after these girls started making fun of me for taking pictures and so the video went viral. Mm -hmm. The girls got dragged. Cardi dragged, B jumped in on it. <laughs> dragged to hell. Um, and, you know, I feel like there was there was some split, you yeah. know, that there were some splits that were happening on the Internet where people were kind of like defending the bullies that were, you know, coming for the, you know, J Jackie. And then but a majority of the Internet was like for Jackie and, you know, like supporting her and her doing her thing. So just, you know, being open and honest, like, how, where do you stand and what do you think about the situation? I think the girls are bullies, 100%. Mm -hmm. I'm also like, you know what's wild is obviously we are social media 
people or content creators. Yeah. So we constantly have to take pictures of things that we do or where mm -hmm. we're at or videos of like what, what we're doing. Because yeah. that's, that's how, you know, we make part part of our money. Yeah. And for me, it doesn't come naturally. I always get anxiety right before we're we have to do something in public. Mm -hmm. I always like get in my head if it's in a public space, like yeah. a Dodgers game or like a, a concert or an event, because I know there's always going to be people judging you, mm -hmm. and like that feeling of having to like be super confident in a picture while someone's making fun of you is mm -hmm. is horrible. Like I hate it. Yeah. It's it's not the bigger, like the really bigger events that I feel self-conscious in because I feel like everybody's taking a picture, right? Like you're at a big event. Mm -hmm. Everyone is taking a picture. Like if you, we're, we're living in 2023, like you just take a picture I for. Mean, yeah, it should be, it should be common sense. Like people should just let people do whatever they want. Like, right. If it's not about you, don't make it about you. Like don't, you don't need to insert yourself into like every situation. If I don't know you personally, don't take it personally. Like it is what it is. I feel you, but again, there have been times where we've gotten the looks or we've gotten people, you know, whispering and stuff like that. So I understand where her con why her confidence dropped. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's very specific when we have a job, right? When we, we are doing something where we have to, it's beyond just like one picture where we have to like make content mm -hmm. that's, you know, where we have to be in a specific spot for a very long time. And some people do make us feel self-conscious or uncomfortable because they're staring or we hear them talking. And, you know, my head kind of goes into that space where do I let them get to me mm. or am I realizing, like, we're both in this same space, like, this same place, but I'm getting paid to be here and you're paying to be here. And that's I mean, the biggest you're not difference. Wrong. And so, like, reminding myself of, like – Knowing that, you know, this is a part of my job and I wouldn't make fun of somebody else for doing their job. Like, it's just not right. And to just, you know, always be professional and, like, not take it mm. personally in that way. And just knowing, like, you're a baddie. People are going to talk. There's just, you know, there's always bullies like that out there, right? Yeah, but it came down to, like, jealousy. It was pretty mm -hmm. clear. She was dripping, like, beautiful yeah. and... Not saying the other girls weren't, but they were obviously jealous of, like, just her vibe. I just don't understand the, the necessity to insert yourself into a situation like that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't your moment. It wasn't your phone. It wasn't your picture. But you felt the need to, like, take somebody else down. And the harder part for me to really accept is that they were, they all looked, I don't want to, like, stereotype and judge, but they all look Latina. Oh, yeah. And, and so were. it's that extra, like, layer, layer yeah. of... Why are we attacking our own? It's true. Why? I mean, we shouldn't be attacking anybody. But specifically, why are we attacking our own? And why are we, you know, why are we putting ourselves in these situations? Like, it's just not okay. Like, we should be uplifting other women in this space and other Latinas and just be like, yes, girl, like, hype, hype her. If you see a girl in a camera and she's struggling a little bit, hype her. Let her, like, help another girl out. And it's just... I don't understand this need to drag each other down. Yeah. Like, I ugh. agree. It gives me the biggest grossness. F bullies. <laughs> I don't like bullies. I, I really don't. And it just, oh, it drives me nuts. And their apology video was just like, not even an apology. It was just gaslighting oh, the internet. That was the worst. <laughs> they made an apology video and then the internet dragged them again because the apology video. They wanted video more. <laughs> was horrible. It was like they were gaslighting Jackie and they mm -hmm. were saying that it was on her for 
creating the video in a public space and just like ridiculous things. And then they obviously took it down immediately. Yeah, because it did not go the way that they thought it was. Yeah, exactly. There was never an apology. It was more like they wanted Jackie to take down her video because they were getting bullied. But it's like, you started the bullying? The math isn't mathing. It's all fun and games until the bully gets bullied, right? Like people, you know, I'm curious as to how long they've been getting away with something like this until now. It's like until they got caught. It always happens. But I do feel like it did take a lot of courage on Jackie's side to speak up yeah. and like address the situation and like tell the world that this happened because there are often times that things have happened to us and we just like let it go or like let it slide yeah. off when there are times where you have to reel me in. There are times I have to reel you in <laughs> and thank goodness that we're like each other's yeah. rock in that sense because yeah. <laughs> if not, we'd be in a lot of trouble a lot of times. I don't know if we'd be in a lot of trouble, but we would be blasting people all the time, like, which they <laughs> rightfully deserve sometimes. Like, we never cross anybody until they cross that line. And I think, like, it takes a lot to push our buttons, but, like, once you get to that level, it's always like, oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. But anyways. On today's episode, I think we're going to do Q&As, yeah? Yeah. Q&A with Eden and Jay. We've yeah. got a really nice email yes, which we we're did. really excited to bring to the podcast so last week we mentioned that you can definitely shoot us an email or leave us a comment if there's any questions that you'd like us to answer or if there's a topic that you want us to talk about so we got a lovely email from a sophia and the email says if it's not to per- if it's not too personal did you ladies ever have a hardship in your relationship you guys seem perfect for each other I only asked because my girlfriend and I recently moved in together a couple of years ago. And at first it was hard, but we're doing better now. We aren't perfect. And I've learned a lot about her and myself. I'm just curious if you had, uh, if you had, and in what specifically, if you don't mind sharing. Have a good day. Aw. Thanks, ladies, (laughs) Sophia. I love the have a good day. Have a good day. Let me ask you a personal question. If not, it's okay, but have a good day. Exactly. Um, Thanks, Sophia, for the question. Thank you very much, Sophia. We're really excited to answer for you today. Um, So it sounds like, you know, a really good, I think, topic that we get a lot is, you know, the hardships after U-Hauling. Yeah. Right? And I guess, like, you should probably explain what U-Hauling is. Yeah. So U-Hauling, in the gay terminology, means you move in with someone relatively quickly, like within the first month or less. (laughs) That means U-Hauling. And that happens a lot within the gay community. Men, women, everything in between. Like, it just happens. I feel like U-Haul is missing out on such a great marketing, like, strategy to have gay people like market their their u-haul because i promise you a majority of you know their budget and their funding comes from gays u-hauling together (laughs) like we're keeping them in business right now and the box company for real (laughs) but it's true like as much as you know it is a stereotype it is a stereotype for us as well we definitely u-hauled um we moved in i i don't even remember Um, i will say one month in two months in (laughs) <laughs> oh she's laughing because i think it's too much no Less? no 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 we we moved in i think uh at the six month mark like officially 
but I was practically moved in well, with I you. I think that's why I feel like yeah. it was like the first or second month because <laughs> you were there one. every day. Every day. I was paying rent at my apartment that I had, but I was living in your apartment. Yes, definitely. I would just come home to feed my rabbit and then like basically stay with you all week and then come back okay. and feed my rabbit. <laughs> I was paying for my rabbit to have a two-story condo right. to themselves. Right. <laughs> it was just the rabbit in that in that place. But we definitely U-hauled. Um, and I think there, you know, you know, thinking all the way back, there were some hardships that came with it. And thank you for saying we look perfect. We definitely tried to not look perfect because that is not the <laughs> reality. And we are honest about, you know, a lot of this has taken work. We have worked really hard to get to where we are today. And if you're looking to have what we have, you know, this is kind of how we try to break it down for you. It did not happen overnight, let me tell you. Mm -mm. When we first moved in, there were so many hardships. For one... Bumped heads a lot. <laughs> yep. For one, we had different, like, lifestyles. And what I mean by that is that Eden's schedule for work, she would wake up at, like, 4 a.m. to oh, work, man. to start her work day. Yeah. Versus I would wake up, like, at 10, maybe, to, like, start my work day. And I was able to work from home a lot of the times in travel so we yeah. had like super different schedules you were done with work by like two or one one sometimes I had the weirdest work schedule because I was working for like a major motion picture studio and so three days out of the week we were live so I had to be live on east mm -hmm. coast time so I would wake up at three be in the office at four thirty in the yep. morning and then that was only Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday it was just like a regular schedule so my sleep pattern was crazy crazy and all over the place and I you know was sleeping over with you so it was hard to be like okay it's this day I have to go to bed at this time now it's this day and I get to sleep in and like go in whenever mm -hmm. I want and it was freaking crazy for like any it was crazy for me to get used to and to like have to ex expect somebody new who I'm dating yeah. to also get used to and your schedule was extremely chaotic yeah. because it was like also in the entertainment industry yeah. as well and you're it was unpredictable for you like sometimes it was yeah. like She's coming home and sometimes she's like, she's going to Australia for like a month. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how I'm going to get used to this. I'll watch the dog. <laughs> yep. But it, it was, you know, I think that was also something where our worlds that were very separate then became one. Mm -hmm. And it was navigating how are we going to make this work? Yeah. And that took work. It, it was not easy because also very new in their relationship you don't really feel comfortable in asking somebody to, you know, change. But we mm. also don't really – it it wasn't foreseeable for this to last forever. Like, our schedules were so opposite. And your, yours was literally flight, fight or flight. Yeah, literally. <laughs> sometimes you were fighting with your boss and sometimes you were flying on a plane. Yeah, like. <laughs> totally. And, like, my boss was a celebrity chef. So a lot of the times I had to go to restaurant openings and, like, just a lot of late night events that I would have to do or be yeah. a part of and I was kind of a late like a night owl yeah for sure when we first started dating I hated staying at home so I was always yes. out which was a problem because Eden was kind of in the middle like you were definitely social but you liked your time at home well I I was on a very like strict routine mm -hmm. like I, I tried to be where I was like always working out in the gym mm -hmm. and I would like, I had my workout schedule. I had my eating schedule. I had, like, I didn't really make time for food because it was, like, uh, it's, you know, survival. It's not really <laughs> flavor. 
And um, I love to make time for like hiking and going outdoors and all those things. So, and I was very social and I loved going out and, you know, but I can only go out on certain days because my schedule wouldn't allow me to stay up super late on some days because then I would be dragging the next morning. And a lot of the times, like I would try to stay up late with you because Mm -hmm. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable yet telling you that I was struggling to keep up. Keep up. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, you know, fake it until I made it. <laughs> I wanted to like try to keep up with you because at that time it was still like we, we didn't really know your people pleasing um, mm-hmm. situation yet or I, I wasn't aware of it. But there was rarely an event you ever said no to with friends. It yeah. didn't matter if you were stacked three friends back to back. You You would go to everything. And so I would try my hardest to keep up with you. And then the burnout happened. Yeah. And we would, you know, it was some like really tough times to try to navigate and figure out how are we going to change. And we, I think, really bumped heads on that a lot. And then (laughs) the pandemic happened. (laughs) And that was, I think, really hard for you because – now it wasn't even like you were mad at me. You were mad at the world that because I couldn't continue because you go couldn't out. go out. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, I was kind of trying to tell you maybe we should stay in." And now you kind of have to. <laughs> <laughs> and now I don't know why. I think you felt like it was my fault. Like I asked for this. <laughs> no, I think it was just. I mean, it's an adjustment, right? To your point. Yeah. So I think it was just meeting in the middle. I think you made me realize a lot. The, in the beginning of the relationship mm-hmm. and the thing is I'm open to criticism if it like makes sense right like it made sense I was spending a lot of money I was going out a lot mm-hmm. I didn't have like a, a sleep schedule or routine yeah um and I was people pleasing a whole lot so mm-hmm. none of that was healthy and you telling me that made me realize yeah I probably need to change my lifestyle a little and the fact that you didn't have that lifestyle helped me adjust yeah so I think when it comes to you hauling and moving in together, just having those honest conversations, I do wish you would have talked to me earlier mm-hmm. about the burnout, but I understand like it's just a, it's an uncomfortable conversation, right? That you just met this person and yeah. now you're living with them within a, a short amount of time and now you want to like, you have to have these like really deep conversations. Well, I think that came down to safe space. Mm-hmm. It, it was so early. We didn't have that yet. So I didn't feel like I could come to you. Mm-hmm. And I've this is the first time I'm hearing you say that. So I really appreciate you saying that. Like you wish you came to me. I wish I came early because I think I was just so nervous to just be honest with yeah. you and tell you like I'm burning out. Like I'm so tired. Um, I feel like I see your friends more than I just see you. Yeah. And like this very brief. And it's crazy because I wish I could have like shook a magic ball and realized that that early phase in our relationship was going to get cut short because of the pandemic. And we had obviously no idea that was going to happen. But I think had I known, I only had a limited amount of time to just have a normal life with you before the next two years, everything was going to be, you know, upside down. I would have fought for it harder to have more one-on-one time with you. Um motorcycle driving by um and you know it it just feels like everything happens in the way that it obviously should and we 
developed safe space I think shortly after that yeah when you know we started to be honest with each other and talking about like okay I'm really struggling with you know not going outside and not seeing people and you know feeling like you're gonna lose all of these friends if you don't see them and I think I tried to I helped you and I helped like try to remind you like friends if they are your true friends they don't just go away if you stop buying them things they don't just go away if you stop seeing them like true friends will always be there um if they are genuine and they will never make you feel guilty for not seeing them and I think we've had a lot of growth in that way and I I used to be really really like like type a when it came to cleaning Uh, I had an all-white apartment and so I was more of a minimalist and you're more of a maximalist. Yes. <laughs> My bedroom when when we first met looked like a jungle. Yeah. It was I, like I had wood everything, like credenza, a wood bed frame that was like beautiful and like just plants everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like all over. Yeah, but those plants had spiders in them. I'm not going to lie. They Every did. time you leave, I'd have to I'd have to kill a spider. And they I, were oh, real plants. I swear you left them for me. <laughs> It definitely felt like Joshua Tree with a ton of plants yeah. in my room. If you had a style, it would definitely be Joshua Tree in that room. It was a very beautiful room. And hence why, obviously, I loved hanging out in it. And, you know, when I moved in and, and things changed, like, our, our cleanliness and our lifestyles were very different. And so we bumped heads with that quite a bit yeah. as well, too, because I I don't like to save, you know, a bunch of cards you know from forever that are just gonna collect dust I don't like to you know save like tchotchkes and knickknacks and stuff because then it just makes it harder to find things like your keys and like things that you really need like your wallet yeah and And I love cards so much I I save all my cards (laughs) I think cards are awesome yeah (laughs) I will write you one one day one day. <laughs> but I hear you. We were completely, I mean, it was complete opposite. So we had to work through that too, right? Like what's the middle ground? Yeah. So you had to allow me to be a little bit of a maximist when it came to certain things. Yeah. Like I think I'm allowed to be a maximist in the kitchen because it's my space. <laughs> it, you know, it's it's compromise. And I I feel like I let go a lot of my um, OCD-ness. OCD-ness. Yeah. I really wish I could kind of reel that back out. A bit more now because <laughs> I feel like our life has gone Don't a little say bit that. crazy. You know, just a little bit. Just a little bit. But, you know, it's not – everything has to come from a good place, right? If we're going to give you any advice on how do you tackle and how do you handle meeting your partner in the middle, it has to come from a good place. If I – like something that, you know, still kind of drives me nuts to this day is like you leave your shoes everywhere. Yes, I do. She'll just take off her shoes and there are pairs of shoes all over the house all the time. She just does it. They're in the bathroom. They're on the laundry. They're like everywhere. (laughs) And and I have told her multiple times to like put her shoes back and put her shoes back. But if if I come at her and I tell her like, how many times do I have to tell you to like put your shoes away or blah, 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 blah. It's, it's not going to have a good reaction. Mm-mm. Just putting her shoes away is something that is just what she doesn't do. And I don't feel like it's coming from a place of like, this is something that really bothers Eden. I'm going to do it to make her like, to drive her nuts. 
No, I just, my feet hurt. So I take off my shoes and then I go about my day. And then you just forget. You forget. Like you just forget that you, you put distracted. them there. So everything has to come from a loving place. And, you know, if it's, if, if I have the time of day and I'm, you know, doing something, I'll just put them back. Yeah. It's fine. I, it's not that big of a deal. Like yes. it's not as big of a deal as you, if I, as I think it is. And then if you're already going up, I'll just say like, hey, babe, can you take your shoes? And that's it. It doesn't need to be bigger. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. And they're just shoes. Mm. But if I'm I'm yelling at you or I'm getting mad at the shoes and I'm using that as a scapegoat because I'm actually mad about something else, that's when, you know, conversations and, and toxic communication comes about, right? It's It's never just the shoes. It's never just putting away the dishes. It's never just... You know, you can't find your wallet or your keys. It's like an underlying situation and you're using little things to have kind of more of an aggressive conversation. Mm -hmm. But if it is small, it should just have a small response. Um, If it's not intentional, then just, you know, learn to let some things go. And I feel like you do notice sometimes that you, you know, you do put your shoes away. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also realized too, like there are certain things that I probably do that drive you nuts that you take care of of me. We are 30 to an hour late to almost (laughs) everything. Absolutely everything. And that is a pet peeve that Eden does. This podcast will probably be 30 minutes to an hour late going out. (laughs) Yes. It's always Eden's fault. Uh, But I love her and I feel like to your point, mm-hmm. it's that, right? Like, I can get really upset yeah. because I like to be punctual. I, I just, mm-hmm. if you tell me to be there at 8, I will be there at 8. That's maybe even 7.45. But with you, it's the complete opposite as much as I've tried. And I have tried. Yeah. I've tried to set out clothes, shoes, pull the car out in the front. I've tried <laughs> to do everything that would reduce the amount of tardiness, but it just doesn't work. It's just something yeah. that I mean, that is who you are. And it's something that I've had to adjust and kind of just um, be in peace with <laughs> for the last four years. But I know you don't do it on purpose. I don't. I don't. And I swear every time I'm like, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get out the door early this time. And maybe when we're 85. You know, 10% of the time I think I get it right. <laughs> no? No. God damn. Okay. Five percent of the time, maybe two percent. Let's 2% be real. Two percent of the time, yeah. I get it. Okay, this is unfiltered. I guess. I guess this is unfiltered. But this—that's exactly what I mean, right? It's like I, I can't call you out for your shoes because yeah. I'm not perfect. Yeah, I'm not perfect. I have. I my side of the street is not one hundred percent clean. So how am I going to expect you to be perfect? Mm. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to forget your shoes. I am not going to get out the door on time. And so just remembering to like give each other grace and, Mm -hmm. you know, unless you're perfect, you don't, you can't expect somebody else to be perfect. All you can do is be better. I can try to be better at getting out the door and I will, I promise, like I'm going to work on that. Once we leave this podcast, I'm going to work on that. Don't make promises you can't keep. (laughs) I'm not. I will try. Giving your person grace and allowing them to make mistakes is key in like a healthy relationship or like just someone that you're co- cohabiting with yeah you know you have to be forgiving you have to be understanding you have to let you have to let things go yeah and if you start to notice you're getting mad at all the little things take a step back and really think is it all the little things or is it something bigger Mm -hmm. and that's probably what you need to talk about 
yeah. and you know have a bigger and honest conversation about that because odds are it's really not the little things yeah and I did there was a time where when I was trying to navigate and figure out this type of convers like communication style um where I was uh like kind of on you about every little thing mm -hmm. where you would wake up I'm like oh put the keys back did you put your ring back did you put your shoes back did you put your clothes in the dry like just kind of following you around in all of these little things that you know if you just put everything away then we wouldn't have to deal with it later and then you came to me and you're like I I really hate feeling like you're nagging at me like all day and for me I was like oh I thought I was being helpful like I was trying to like tell you that something you're probably not aware of and that you know to put everything back and you're like no that's nagging you're <laughs> nagging at me all day and how would you like it if you felt like somebody was like on top of you like criticizing every little thing that you do and you feel like you can't do anything right and I'm like wow that feeling would feel really shitty and I hate that as your person and as your partner I made you feel that way like you couldn't just be mm. you felt like you being was wrong. Yeah, walking on eggshells. Walking on eggshells. And nobody wants to be in a relationship where you're walking on eggshells. And I was just like, yep, got it, 100%. And that's when I learned, like, just let some things go. Like, I can remind you when it happens. And sometimes you get it right and sometimes you don't. But you're going to be 100% happier. And it'll be more genuine when you do it on your own versus mm -hmm. being told to do it yeah, all the time. Totally. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I mean, it's all a learning curve, right? You have to meet your person where they're at. I know that you speak a completely different language than I do, and I speak a different communication language than you do. Oftentimes, we don't always get it right 100% of the time, but we're willing to learn. Yeah. And we're willing to try. And even then, like, giving you grace and learning what that meant, it, I didn't get it right on the first try. I I thought I was being helpful by nagging at you, and you're like, I don't like being nagged. I'm like, ooh. That's that a trigger for me. That, yeah. Because you, authority figures are a really big trigger for you. Yes. Like 100%. And so if I'm coming off as an authority figure telling you what to do all the time, you're going to be triggered. Mm -hmm. I'm going to piss you off. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have the, op it's going to mm -hmm. do the opposite of what I want you to do. Now you're going to like chuck the ring across the room because mm -hmm. I told you to put it away. <laughs> yep. She's not wrong. <laughs> That's because I know you so well. Yeah. And so... If the object is to get you to put the ring away, if I'm like, hey, baby, do you mind putting the ring away? Um, like after you wash the dishes on, it's like on your own time, right? Just whenever you can. That's going to go a whole lot further than put the ring away right now because I told you to do it right now. Like, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. So know what your partner needs. This is why y'all should just marry the love of your life because <laughs> they understand your triggers and they'll work with you. Another big trigger I know for you is like when I would borrow your clothes and that's something that yes. happens when you move in together. That oh my God. So it's well as as two women, yes. Two femme women. You were a little bit more femme when we first started dating. I will say I that. think I could still be femme. It just depends on the day. Honestly, I I view clothes like feelings. If I wake up feeling a little more masculine, then I will dress like the confident mask lesbian that I am but then there are other days where I wake up and I'm like I really want to throw on a dress or like what's, I want to what's a femme mask is that like a soft mask maybe I don't know 
That's a term I need to figure out. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it might be a term. But that's how I feel. The the way the reason why I'm saying you were a little bit more femme in the beginning is because I would grab and borrow your clothes yeah. all the time. Yeah. And now I go through the closet, I'm like, mm, nah. Yeah. <laughs> it's more boyish. I me. wonder if subconsciously I stopped buying feminine clothes because God, I'm you on to you. It. I I'm think you're right. You. I think you're right. That's exactly what happened. Damn it. I'm so smart. I know because when we would shop, I would you would show me something and I'd be like, yeah, add that to the cart. Add it to right now. You should buy that. If I liked something, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, you should buy that. You should totally buy that. And then I would just like yeah. borrow it. And then and yeah. you would get so mad because I would borrow it before you would even wear it. She would literally <laughs> wear my clothes with tags. That's how rude it was. With tags before <laughs> I would wear them. And then I'd see her post a picture on Instagram and I'm like, wait, that's the shirt that I, I just, just bought. bought. Like, or when packages would arrive when you were traveling. You would just open all of them. And then you would see me wearing it on Instagram. You're like, is that the sweater I just ordered? And I'm like, yes, it fits. It's comfy. <laughs> it's nice. Secondhand. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I stopped. Probably now, now I'm like just coveralls and boots. Now I, I know. know. She won't wear them. Now I know. Damn. I feel bamboozled feel right now. <laughs> Feel played, baby. I am played. All right. Well, now it's time for intimacy deck. Oh, yeah. You want to go ahead and pull a card? Segue. Pull a card. Any card. <laughs> Pick a card. Hope it's about clothes. <laughs> um, okay. What book do you believe I would benefit most from reading? You've read all of them. Like, I mean, I think we have like a good... We have similar tastes. Yeah. I think Rich Dad, Poor Dad is always oh, a, good a good one. one. And I think that always benefits you and me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Who You should always be learning about finances and how to um, yeah. deal with money. I think, oh, I think the Brett, uh, the Brett Bretman Rock. Bretman Rock's um, <laughs> new bio or memoir. You Are That Bitch. You Are That Bitch was so good. And, like, you would benefit from reading it just because it's a great read. It's easy. It's funny. It's relatable. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. I think so. I Well said. I will, I will definitely read that book. Um, I think a book you would benefit reading would probably be uh, Who Moved My Cheese. I know I talk about that book quite a bit. Me too. But it's, it's really a short read. You could read it in, like, 30 minutes. You're a fast reader. You probably read it in, like, 15. Um, it took me, like, a day. Um, but it's just a book about adjusting to change. Mm -hmm. I don't 100% like agree with everything about that book, but it did give me a different perspective into looking, you know, outward when change happens. Mm -hmm. You, if you don't change with it, you'll like starve to death. Mm -hmm. I know, kind of morbid. Um, but I think there's some like really good lessons in adapting to change. Uh, Mm -hmm. and you kind of already... Figured that out with the pivot. Pivot. Yeah. Um, Constantly that's, pivoting. That, that's all we do. Um, but I think the book kind of offers a different perspective on like okay. positive pivoting throughout the world. I love it. My turn. Last question. Butterfingers are pink. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Here we go. Are there any areas of our relationship that you feel lack trust? Ooh. I know. I got deep. I got deep. Because I feel like I I trust you with everything. 
there's not like one thing I could think of where like I don't I don't trust you with. Um, I trust you to not poison me when you cook. <laughs> I trust you <laughs> when we're out. Like I like I have like the most trust in you. So I feel like that's so lame of an answer. I'm like trying to think of a no. good like I'm really trying to think of like where I don't ah you know what I figured it out I don't trust you with our calendar I don't I feel like when things slip through the calendar or like when people like tell us things that are happening and I'll be like hey did you book it in the calendar and you'll be like yep and then we miss a meeting or something I'll be like what happens when I trust you with the calendar? No, you're you're not wrong. <laughs> Calendaring is not my strong suit. No, I don't think that is. So that's just an area I don't trust you with. <laughs> but I try. <laughs> and I try not to get mad when I when I trusted you with yeah. it because I'm like, I have nobody but to blame but myself. <laughs> yeah. What um, about you? I think I uh, yeah, I'm i I'm stumped. I don't think there's anything. I feel like I think it's really hard for me to give someone my trust. Mm-hmm. And in the four years that I've been with you, you've definitely, you've earned it, right? Like there's mm-hmm. nothing that you've done that has made me think otherwise. You haven't yeah. lied to me. There's been no yeah. um, cheating or anything of that sort. Um, so like I don't, yeah, I, I totally trust you 100%. And I feel confident enough to know that if you did lose my trust, like if you did something to jeopardize our relationship, like that's mm-hmm. on you, mm-hmm. you know, because I know what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, yeah, I feel like I trust you. There's nothing there to improve on. There's not like one thing you don't trust me with? I mean, obviously get it going somewhere on time. That would be the only thing. I feel like you don't trust me in the kitchen. I actually do trust you in the kitchen. I think you've learned a lot since I started Woo Your Brews. Be honest. <laughs> I do. I really do. I think you've learned a lot. Um, I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't trust you with like making a pot roast, you know, something that takes more than like an hour, 30 minutes. I did make some bomb breakfast tacos Yeah, the other day. that's what I'm saying. You make good bomb tacos. You've done deviled eggs. You do great pasta. Oh, well, thank you. So like there's certain <laughs> things that you can do that I hundred percent trust you with. <laughs> you won't die. Now, a turkey on Thanksgiving? Probably not. <laughs> I don't trust you with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, that's something that we talked about, like, before, like, day one, you know, where we stand with cheating. And I think the reason why I've, you know, I've gotten this far and haven't lost your trust is because I told you where I stand when it comes to lying mm-hmm. and when it comes to cheating. And so if I'm going to hold you to the standard I'm gonna have to hold myself to the standard so if I also think we're like mature enough where if that time came and I don't know you were you were interested in someone else or there was a a lost of love you would just tell me yeah I don't think there would be like sneaking around you would we would we've built safe space enough where you would just tell me or at least that's what I I would probably bet that that's what you would do Mm -hmm. and vice versa I would totally come to you and let you know well, this is how I feel yeah versus like stepping out for me personally and I think you deserve that and yeah. I, I definitely deserve that I think what what it comes down to is that we understand that nobody is forced to be here mm-hmm. in this relationship that either of us can <laughs> sorry hit the mic either of us can like walk away at any time but my role in this relationship isn't to 
like hold you here because we are in a relationship because mm-hmm. we are married just because we're married you can still walk out at any yeah, time and, sure. and leave but it's my job to you know want to have you stay and that's your job too is to you know make it so I'd want to stay and that's this whole dance and this whole marriage and this whole life that we're in right like it's where I hate using this analogy, but it's like, you know, like we're co-workers in a way and we're both putting in hours. We're both putting in work. Mm-hmm. We both have to be rewarded. We both, yeah. you know, have to be promoted and learn and all of those things. You can't just have this relationship stay stagnant. It has to grow and it has to change. You have to put an effort, but it also you have to give and you have to take and yeah. all of those things. Everyone deserves raises. When Everyone deserves relationships. So, yeah. And and that's the only way it's going to work and work till the end. Like, I can't be the same. I can't treat the relationship like I I did four years ago because it's not the same relationship anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, again, that who moved my cheese? Like, you have to keep (laughs) changing. You have to keep evolving or else it's it's just not going to survive. And I would not cheat on you because I have so much respect for you where – if there was ever a place in time where I ever became unhappy or didn't want to be in this space anymore, I would just tell you, and I know you would as well. Like we have that trust and like we have that safe space and, you know, I've never had that with anybody else before. And the person who, you know, we are in this marriage that we've created, you know, we, we it takes work and it takes honesty every single day. Mm. And Sometimes it, it's a lot easier said than done. It is so hard to be honest sometimes because it's scary, right? It, it's the most unnatural thing because we've been taught, like as kids, that lying is easier, right? Yeah. So you don't get in trouble. And we have to face the music, you know, majority of the time. And on that note, we're still happily married. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I did not put in all this work for nothing. I'm Thank not putting in my two week notice. Uh, yeah. You're not fine. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining our therapy hour. Thank you very much for joining. And we will be answering another question next time. Yeah. Oh, we'll be in Tahiti. Yeah. We're leaving to Tahiti. Oh my God. This week. So by the time you guys listen to this, we'll um, be in Tahiti. <laughs> we'll be, yeah, on our way to Tahiti. Yeah. Which would be really fun. So yeah. if you want to see what we do in Tahiti, follow us on Instagram and TikTok because we'll be posting a ton of content. Mexica. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.